You know, the world right now is a really unsettled place. And for such a time as this, women play a most important role in history as peacemakers. The goal of Ladies of Liberty Sound Off is to affect the lives of women in an empowering way through discussion of important issues of the day. So, are you ready? The Ladies of Liberty are ready to sound off. Hello, ladies. Boy, do I have a topic for you. It's one of my favorite things, food. We're going to talk about food. I love food. Well, I have to say, I used to love food. I ran into a little glitch after the birth of our only child. And my whole system went wonky. It, went, it just turned upside down, inside out. And I wound up having a autoimmune disease that, praise God, is gone after many, many, well, 22 years now. But what has remained is a non-celiac gluten intolerance. So that's changed the way that I eat because the way that I used to eat was probably a lot like the way many people eat today. And I was a carboholic. Hi, my name is Becky Kolmeinen. I'm a carboholic. Yes, I admit it freely. That is, that is me. And it still is me just now gluten-free, but I would have an English muffin for breakfast. And then I would have a muffin later in the morning. And then I'd have maybe a sandwich for lunch. And then I'd have pasta for dinner and I'd wash it down with a glass of wine, which I thought would take care of all those carbs. But then I finish up with a brownie and ice cream. That was a great day for me. Those days are gone. Although I can make gluten-free brownies, but, or, you know, sugar just isn't, isn't a good thing for me to eat. And sugar. You and eat salt. Then. What's what that? Do you eat? What do you what eat? Do I, you know, I eat, I eat for the, for the most part, I eat real food. And it comes down to what has happened in our food chain over the last 50 to 70 years. And it is a result of what has happened in society where after World War II, a lot of women went to work because it was necessary. We needed, we needed to put bodies in the workforce because the men were overseas fighting for the country, bless their hearts and rest their souls. And so if you had families at home, you had kids to feed. And how are you going to do that when you're gone and you're working? So America said, we're going to make it easier for the family to eat meals. We're going to come up with boxed food and canned food. And that will make everybody's life easier. And this was before the microwave. So there's still no microwave. There's still no frozen meal. Those happened in the 50s. But in order to make those sorts of convenience foods, you have to alter the core, the very core being of the food, the real food itself. And you have to add additives in order for that food product to stay on the shelf or stay in the grocer's freezer for a long time. And that has all of what has happened to our once healthy form of eating 
real food. Like literally my grand, my great grandmother would have to go catch a chicken in the yard, wring its little neck, pluck those feathers, gut, <clears throat> gut that thing and boil it in the pot or roast it in the oven. And that was real food. It wasn't injected with 30% solution of things I can't pronounce. And so all those things that are being injected and put and processed and removed into our highly processed food pyramid now is causing health problems in human beings because it's, our bodies weren't meant to digest these 12 syllable words that we can't pronounce. We have no idea what we're putting in our bodies. And in some cases, like there is a major sport drink that I won't mention, but it has had formaldehyde in it. And it's like, okay, I'm going to die at some point, but I don't need to be preserving the body that way right now. (laughs) And it's, it's nasty. Some of the food is really nasty and it is, stripping our food of nutrients, meaning you can eat. I was speaking with somebody earlier about bread and the bread that our grandmothers used to make at home was phenomenal. Absolutely. The, but you, you can think back and smell that smell. It's amazing, but it, but it was real wheat and real bread and wheat, real food. Now what they do is they remove the actual nutrient from the, uh, I don't know, kernel is the right word. of bud? Yeah. And they're only using like the husk instead of the actual part that holds the nutrients. And so what you're eating is essentially, I mean, it's not sawdust, but what you're eating is the equivalent of that nutrient. you're You're not getting, your body's not getting the nutrients from the food. So therefore we're having to totally vitamin up and we're, and I'm, I right. live on whole food right. supplements because it's whole foods. Yeah. And that's what keeps me going. And that's what has helped heal my body. Food is medicine. Mm-hmm. Food is healing. Mm-hmm. If you take a Twinkie and you take a piece of fruit or a piece of meat, you can, visually see the difference and put it in your body and you can feel the difference. Mm-hmm. It, sometimes so it's that. True. Yeah. It's interesting because um, when back, back when I had did that cancer thing, I decided that I wasn't going to put anything in my mouth that would support uh, the cancer. Right. I didn't want anything I didn't want to support it in any way. And so I did my own little research and found, for instance, that cancer loves sugar. And when they do a PET scan, so a PET scan is they shoot sugar water in your system, which is amazing. And then they follow it. They follow and it'll go right to the source of the cancer, which is so interesting because I thought, wait a minute, if they know this, why don't they tell us this, right? All the high fructose sugar, all the high, you know, all of the, um, all of that is so, so bad for you. So I sat there and I said, well, I'm going to do everything that they tell me to do, but I'm also going to, um, I, 
at that point, so we're talking about 18, 19 years ago. So it wasn't your organic food, your whole food, all of that was not readily available like it is now. And um, so the process of it, it's interesting. It is, it takes so much time to switch over from all processed foods to a whole food diet. It takes, I swear it absorbed half my day just doing meal prep, just do you know what I'm saying? It's not, it is not an easy process. Um, and I went to all organic. I didn't want anything with any sort of toxins in it whatsoever. And I didn't want to eat any sugar. Um, and it was difficult, but I felt, I never felt better. I never felt healthier. And, um, I did a complete detox before I went in for surgery and um, just to ready my body so that it would re- be able to recover quicker. And I went in, had my surgery, they came home and they sent a visiting nurse just to check on you with the next day. They, they were going to do that. And I woke up that next morning and I said, honey, I feel great. Go ahead and go to work, you know? So he's like, okay. So he went to work. I took a shower, put my lipstick on, right? And the doorbell rings and I go down there. I answer the door and the gal comes in and she said, you know, oh, hi. Hi, how are you? Yeah. And uh, she says, okay, where's the patient? I said, I'm here. (laughs) I'm here. And she said, no, you have got to be kidding me. You can't seriously, you can't be the patient. And I'm like, I'm the patient. Um, so I'm here as a, I, I feel that uh, I had a huge role. Obviously God decided in the end, God decided that I had a big enough mouth and he wanted me to stick around, but for a while, but, um, I know that changing, uh, my lifestyle and changing what I actually put in my body made a huge difference in my survival. Now, why don't I do that today? That's the question, right? I did it when I thought I was going to die, right? Interesting. <laughs> uh-huh. But now I'm a fatty patty, right? Now... <laughs> I'm not really a fatty patty, but I mean, I, 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 I'm a, a voluptuous Rubenesque woman, but <laughs> Rubenesque. I love it. I'm a new now. Oh my but, God. But it is about convenience. And I know, you know, I'm working so hard, like you, I'm working so hard and I, if I skip breakfast, then somewhere along 11 o'clock, I am a ravenous lioness, right? I'm so hungry and I want something yummy and satisfying and right now, right? <laughs> and I know that if I would just prep my food, if I would get things ready, like all of those women on TikTok, I don't know. <laughs> I don't be doing better. <laughs> don't watch that. You know, I, I, we're trying to encourage our daughter who is single, living alone, and we're trying to encourage her, encourage her to meal prep. 
And so she's actually so far uh, been doing it. And she just made some homemade chicken soup the other day and sent pictures of the five containers that she's going to freeze, um, which that was about five days ago. And she has eaten all (laughs) because (laughs) as as you just um, confessed and I've witnessed and you can and I will say share the same thing being tired or I won't say lazy, but sometimes being lazy is human nature. And when we're working all day, we have a crazy schedule and this, the last thing we want to do is go home and chop the vegetables, get the stock ready, do this. That's it is. But here's the thing that bugs me even or as much or more is that the powers that be, that have produced all of the highly processed foods have made it addictive by adding there, there is somewhere there is a a formula for processed foods. And within that formula, you are supposed to add this amount of salt, this amount of sugar. And when you do that, those human beings will get addicted and keep and starting think about this starting with the kids you remember saturday mornings watching cartoons what were the commercials that we watched lucky charms all those sugary breakfast cereals every one of them and what was your favorite what was your favorite judy captain crunch yes (laughs) i love too to the degree that it would rip up the roof of your mouth. I know. I and leave know. a waxy film behind. <laughs> you know it. So true. It's so true. But what did I want Sunday morning? And what did I want Monday morning? And oh. what did I want the rest of the week? We want it all. We want we want it every day. It and is I still, I still fill my coffee with coffee mate. Hazelnut creamer. What the heck? And I'm, I'm, I've tried to make my own, you know, I went online, I find the recipe. I try to make my own with the, the wonderful hazelnut extract and some, right. Some, uh, whole milk or, you know, the, the organic and it tastes like crap. (laughs) (laughs) Of course it does. Yes, because so my nutritionist, my chiropractor is also my nutritionist who has literally saved my life. And I take, um, have to say this, I do take a considerable amount of whole food supplements and the supplements are include, you know, beets and a lot of things that people probably don't even want to talk about because it's like pig brain and horse, you know, like organ meats crushed up into these whole food supplements. But that is what has helped heal my body over the years. It has literally gotten rid of my autoimmune disease that I had 20 years ago. It's gone. And I went back to um, a regular rheumatologist that I saw 20 years ago, went back after 12 years. And she said, I don't think I've seen this before. You don't have an autoimmune disease anymore. And it was because I completely changed the way that I ate and that I was taking these whole food supplements. I mean, I had gotten down to 108 pounds and on an almost five, five frame, 
that wasn't, I, I cried. I was so scared. I, I could, for, for two years, I could not keep food in me. At any time I would eat, it would just go right through me. And I'm the one, you know, afraid to leave the house. And there have been so many emergency runs at so many stores and Ooh. awful, 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 awful. Um, so I know how important it is to eat real food and they call it the caveman diet. And it is nothing more than meat and vegetables and fruit. And I'm sure some people will say, oh, fruit's so loaded with natural sugar. Well, you, you know, you need some things, some fruit because of the, the incredible vitamins that the fruit provides. Um, and, and I'm human. You know, if I'm not going to eat sugar, I'm going to eat a lot of grapes because they're very sweet. So it is, it is a difficult daily task to consider everything that I put in my mouth because everything does raise a risk for poor health and dangerous health as you have experienced, Judy. Don't miss an episode of the Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. Subscribe to the podcast. And for the latest news and inspiration, join us back at AmericaOutloud.com. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the pulpidone iodine-based nasal spray Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com, where we're healing America one person at a time. Welcome back to Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. I'm Judy Moran. Um, I'm the uh, Director of Client Relations here at the 12-week year um, and also co-owner. I'm here with one of my bestest friends, Becky Kolminen, who is a um, voice 
talent goddess. Oh, thank you. <laughs> She's amazing. <laughs> Brilliant uh, and also beautiful um, inside and out. I'm bringing something to the table here that I want to sound off about. Um, as many people know, my um, my daughter's true love and my, my son-in-law uh, serves the U.S. Army. And uh, he is deployed at this moment right now, um, protecting us um, over in Europe. And um, I witnessed um, them struggling, okay? Um, and all young couples are supposed to struggle, right? That's, you know, that's part of the gig. Um, but recently, so I have a lot of things to sound off about here, okay? Um the first thing is that uh, he it's his birthday coming up and he was asking if we would contribute to a new helmet for him, okay, which totally baffled me. I'm like, a new helmet? What do you mean? I mean, <laughs> doesn't the army, doesn't the military provide you with all of your gear, like the top of the line gear? And he said, well, yeah, but... Um, the gear that they are providing us is actually substandard. And the reason why he was so intent on getting a new helmet is because one of his, two of his buddies that he enlisted with, uh, they're over in Syria, um, were killed last week oh. by, um, uh, shot one of them was shot in the head. Now he had the military issue helmet, but uh, that bullet went right through that helmet. Oh. And um, his other buddy was shot in the lower abdomen. And um, he was telling me about that. You know, he had called his friends, the one who passed away, his uh, his wife and his mother. And he said, you know, we're praying for them They're and they're, they're being strong. And I thought being strong, being strong, what do you mean? They're being strong. <laughs> they lost their son. They lost their husband. And I said, you're getting, you know, how much is the helmet? I'm not contributing to it. Brian and I, we're just going to buy that darn thing for you right away. You know, there's no, it's a no brainer. Ha ha. Right, but oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, no, <laughs> but, you didn't. <laughs> you did. <laughs> but the thing of it is, I I don't understand why for why soldiers have to buy their own upgraded uh, safety equipment. That to me is insane. And I was explaining to him that our family would never be the same if anything happened to him. That it would change everything in our family if we lost you. And um, so then I this story popped up uh, on my newsfeed uh, about the army is saying that if their soldiers aren't making enough money, they, they're welcome to uh, um, fill out applications for food stamps. That... <laughs> I was like, what? We, I don't understand. Why do they have to fill out applications for food stamps? And how ridiculous is that? Especially when 
our um, Biden is shelling out billions of dollars to um, X out student loan debt, but he's not going to spend money getting our military, their equipment, and also paying them actual salaries. So then I thought, this is insane. So I looked up what, uh, in the army, right? The army salaries. I looked up army salaries. So listen to this. I was shocked. So um, the, the young enlisted boys, okay? These are our sons, um, brothers, okay? Husbands, um, the, the youngest ones that sign up, they sign up, they enlist in their private second class. They make 18000 a year. If they get promoted to um, first class, private first class, they get 20000 a year. If they get promoted then to be a specialist, okay, so a specialist, this is, right, somebody who has special skills and they're sending them out on um, intense missions, right? Technically, they're probably leaders at this point. They make a whopping 22,000. Then you get up to a corp a corporal. They're gonna they're gonna get to finally get to make, um, let me see, they they make 23,000. And then if you're a staff sergeant, if you're lucky enough, you'll make 27,000. Okay. Now, this is absolutely nothing. And they are laying their lives down for us. They're away from their families for, for a year at a time. And they're protecting us. We're not giving them the enough um, high quality equipment to protect them when they're in battle. And we're definitely not paying them enough to provide for their family. So then we looked up, do you have the... Um, Tell me what the poverty level is, Becky. 32,200. For a family of what, four? Uh, that is... Because I thought it was for an single individual. individual. That's single individual. Okay, so Indi an individual is... 32,200 32, individual. Yeah. Okay, for an individual. And if you have a family... Of four, you're at the poverty level of twenty seven thousand seven hundred and fifty um, for for twenty twenty two. So, I I just I just don't understand what our our thinking is as a country, you know. And I I can sit here and say, you know, okay, Biden is spending all this money to forgive uh, people who made a conscious choice to take out a loan and go to college, okay, uh, to further themselves, right? Um, but come on, Trump didn't, did Trump in, didn't increase our salaries and, and our equipment, did he, in the military? Do you know? I know that he says he supports it, but I just think that this is a problem for our whole country, for Democrats, for Republicans, for libertarians, for, for you know, independents. I, I think that we really, really need to look at our military and 
um, and figure out how we can support them, how, you know, how we can raise their income um, and how we can spend money to protect them on better equipment. When, when we have China and Iran and Russia breathing down our necks, right? Absolutely. You know, none of this makes any sense and it hasn't for a long time. I think current events are bringing this to light a little bit more, but historically when the men and women in the military come home after world war one world war, I mean, I, I can't speak for civil war or revolutionary war going that far back, but they lay their lives down. They leave their families, everything you've mentioned. And our government essentially doesn't even give them a pat on the back or a thanks. Yes, there have been ticker tape parades, which does nothing except make a big mess. That's an appreciation. Okay, we're done. We're done. No, we don't have jobs for you. No, we don't have medical services specifically for you because of where we sent you, which will cause and bring about and um, PTSD and health issues, you're going to have to deal with that on your own. I, I really feel like our government has left the military out to dry in so many levels. But the, the fact that our government can prioritize student loan forgiveness and still haven't touched on the things that they need to do that they say they're going to do for the military. Our VA hospitals will get better. There will be more services. We're going to improve this. Nothing, nothing's been done. And that's, that's the thanks. And I hate to even say that's the thanks we're giving them because that's such an un, under-deserved statement. When somebody goes to war for you and they're going to lay their life down for you, as so many have, as your son-in-law's friends did, with inferior equipment that our government gave them, it just makes me sick to think that your son-in-law is in need of better equipment to stay alive where he's at. Right. I, I don't I don't get that. Why how? I how don't. can they say, you know what, it's these poor kids who have just doled out all this money to go to college and they really are having trouble paying it back. So we're gonna make them feel better and and take away that burden for them. Because and why are they doing it? And this is what makes me so peeved, is it's to so they can spend more money on the economy and kickstart the economy again because, uh-oh, we're in a recession. Or are we in a recession? Okay, I think we're there's inflation. No, maybe not. No, yes, there is. I go to the grocery store and look at what I'm paying for stuff. Oh, my gosh. It's like a little heart attack every time I go. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. But what's worse is to think that our government could actually flippantly just because there's no other way that I can think of doing it. Let's, you know what? We have a little extra money. Let's put it into student loan forgiveness. Right. And, and how do you, how do you even say that? How does somebody present that? I don't know. In why Washington. 
and it, say, here, let's, let's do that first. And you know, it's all politics at the price of a person, at the price of people, at the price of all those, you know, I tell you, you know, we've discussed this before about the significant drop in enlistment for the military in these United States. Is there any wonder? Of course, all of these incredibly talented young men and women who are dedicating their life uh, to the protection of the of the United States of America. And they they sign a contract for a minimum of four years, minimum of four years. And what kind of a job? I mean, these kids who are whining about their student loans, they don't make a commitment to anybody and anything. Um, they they they're saying, wham, wham, wham. I'm I mean, they were supposed to make a commitment to pay their own student loans back, and now they're whining. So it 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 just kills me. I I'm wondering. Um, I was when I was listening to what you were saying uh, about uh, how we treated um, our soldiers when they came back from World War II, like World War One and World War II, versus how we treated them when they came back from Vietnam. Um, I mean, my dad fought in Korea. Um, it's interesting, though. I wonder if because the the wars that we fight are so it's almost like they're i don't it, it's like we supported world war 2 as a nation so companies stopped producing cars and producing items and and went into manufacturing tanks and um and all of the artillery uh, artillery um um textile mills went into um manufacturing all of the the soldiers uniforms um that was when women went to work we had all sorts of rationing of sugar and um other items it was like we we went to war as a nation okay and we we were completely aware of the sacrifices. It wasn't just uh, the men and women in uniform going over there. The whole nation made sacrifices. And it doesn't really feel like that anymore, does no. it? No, not at all. And, you know, the Memorial Day and the, that we have and Veterans Day, it's, it has turned into a day off work, a day off school, and if people are thinking about it, they'll put their flag out. I We're losing the importance of what people have done for this country. And with that loss, there isn't, it's not being instilled in the next generation to be proud of your country, to respect your country, to support your country, fight for your country. It's being lost. What's what is replacing it is all about me. It's me. all about me. <laughs> and my and my student loans. It's like, are you kidding me? I have to go into that mode. Like I just paid, you know, like forty thousand dollars for my college and I am not gonna pay all of that back. 
because like I can't. even though I said I would I even know. though I like, signed on the piece of paper that like, I would get out of it daddy just get me out of that I don't want to have to pay for that right daddy. I I remember um listening to this this gentleman um and he was they were interviewing him and he said I just I really don't understand uh because I have you know buddies who uh, didn't, who they took out loans, right. Uh, for their kids education. And um, they also went on vacations. They bought boats, they bought new cars. I made sacrifices. I paid for my children's education. We didn't go on vacations. I bought no boats, no fancy cars. And now he, this guy's going to get his loans paid off. Thanks for listening. You can tune in to Ladies of Liberty Sound Off weekdays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at AmericaOutloud.com. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day, yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Here's some news. Virginia has moved to restrict the rights of trans students in its public schools. I'm applauding. I'm applauding loudly. Finally, somebody is standing up to all of this and saying, you know what? The de- Here's the deal. I sort of feel like the governor is saying, and this is Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin, they, and I'm going to read this to you. It says, Youngkin's administration has proposed new policies for the state schools regarding how they treat transgender students, including restricting, hear this part, including restricting which bathrooms they can use and which pronouns they may go by. And I'm sure there are people all up in arms now. But as far as I'm concerned, what you were born with is what determines what sex you are. Mm -hmm. I like the way my brother said it when we had a brief conversation about it. And I wish this could be a visual for the moment only, but when he, when he said, you know, and he sort of took his two hands and made like a, 
downward cut V right where you know what is. <laughs> if that's what I got, that's what I am. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it's in such plain and simple terms, right? that is the truth. And I believe so strongly that the big struggle with a great deal of the transgender issue, the whole LGBTQ, LMNOP, I'm, and that's really not disrespectful, though it may sound that way. <laughs> There's just so many now, and it keeps adding on. People don't want to hear the truth. People want to make their own truth that satisfies whatever their desires are and their interests. The truth is, if you were born with those specific genitalia, I think I can say that, then you're either a girl or you're a boy. What people struggle with mentally and thinking they may be one or the other or not what they were born with, I don't have answers for that. But I do think that is a, that is something, it's a struggle that they need to seek help with. And that's a conversation that would take a very long time. And I'm, I'm throwing this out there very simplistically. It's not a simple thing. It's, it's just not. And I know that there are, there are people that are so distraught over this that perhaps have those feelings and don't want them. And I do want to be kind, but I do know the truth. Mm-hmm. And so this governor has decided enough is enough. So at the bathrooms at the school, there will be girls' bathrooms and boys' bathrooms. And you, if you are a boy but want to be a girl, you cannot use the girls' bathroom. Thank goodness. Because that raises so many issues to have a girl who wants to be a boy going into the boys' bathroom and vice versa. There, It's not as simple as, well, so-and-so age nine wants to be a girl so we're going to let him her use the girls bathroom and then uh, and then him her doesn't really know what his or her interests are and things might be interesting and i mean one thing could lead to another but then you have safety issues and so i'm i applaud virginia for doing this the government is actually doing something and i'm i'm not reading in the article where there's a whole lot of upset from parents because again, it's a small, 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 small percentage. It is a small percentage. And, um, for the, I, you know, the majority of the parents, uh, within that school district believe that they should, um, raise their own children and that the government is not responsible to raise their children. The government or the school district is responsible to teach them their ABCs, reading, writing, arithmetic. I wish that they would teach them civics. They don't teach them that that any longer. Um, science. Instead, they're trying to uh, indoctrinate them. That's a good word. Right. They are trying to indoctrinate Um, these students into adopting all of their liberal ideas as if they are um, that they're normal and it's not the whole, you know, transgenders, um, transgender people 
are not, this is actually gender dysphoria. This is, and, and it is listed as an actual mental illness, gender dysphoria. So a person who is confused when they are one sex physically, but they believe in their mind that they should be the opposite sex. Now, uh, one of the uh, guidance counselors um, and one of the board members in support, Dr. Patricia King, was trying to say that transgenders are not pedophiles. They're not sexual predators. Well, that's not true. Okay. <laughs> the thing of it is, and I'm not saying that all transgenders are pedophiles. What I'm saying is whether you're transgender, uh, binary, homosexual, straight, um, you can be a pedophile. You can be a sexual predator. Um, it does, you know, it doesn't mean that you are one, but it does mean that if you allow a male into a female's bathroom, into a secluded area, there is no safe place. Um, you know, anybody could say, oh, I'm a transgender. I'm going to, I'm going to use this bathroom. Um, and it, it's, you know what, there has to be a safe place. There has to be a safe place. I mean, heck, when Trump got into office, all of this, all of the campuses created a safe place for people who didn't, who, who voted for Hillary member, but you can't be safe in your own bathroom. Right. <laughs> anyway, brief, <laughs> but, um, the truth is the truth, the facts are, if you are born with male genitalia, you're, you are technically a man. If you are born with a uterus and ovaries and a vagina, then you are technically a woman. Okay. There's no, there's no, I, I, I mean, it, it, to me, it's insanity that it is insanity for, for people to try and say, you know, a menstruating human being instead of a woman. <laughs> Give me a break. Come on. It's just insanity to me. And that we spend this much time on it when, what is it? 1%, 1.5% of the population suffers from the mental illness of gender dysphoria. So that's what I get, Judy. Mm -mm. You just mentioned it. Why is that voice so loud? And why has it been so loud as to move the needle? Mm -hmm. It has changed. It has caused such bizarre reform in institutions. Right. And why have we not been able to quell that? Why have we not slowed it, stopped it? I mean, it should have, it should have been stopped a long time ago with mm -hmm. the simple, um, no, this is not, again, the truth. This is not the truth. Mm -hmm. But it's what people want the truth to be. And I'm, I'm painfully sorry that people are having these struggles, but it should not mean that we are having to be forced to adjust their way. Right. It is causing the breakdown and unraveling of society, families, institutions. It's, mm -hmm. it's tragic. It's really, really sad. And in this article, it also states that Virginia now joins a growing number of state legislatures across the U.S. that have adopted new restrictions on gay and transgender students. 
Like Virginia, these policies often limit conversations about sexuality and gender identity in schools. Why are we having these conversations in the schools? Why right. are we saying, you know what, Billy, if you don't want to be a boy, you don't have to. You have a choice. It gives me chills <laughs> sometimes to think about some of these instructors that are, you know, they, they bring the children around in the circle, you know, like you imagine they do in kindergarten through third grade, let's say, where you might have a discussion about fire safety, the fire person coming in, can't even say fireman anymore, the fire person that's coming right. in, fire safety person that's coming in to talk Why about- Why is that offensive? Why is that offensive? I just think people are so offended now. Um, and I think about um, they're at Southern Utah University uh, when Professor Richard Bug was uh, fired for not using the correct binary pronoun for a student. That that's and completely denied his tenure, just fired. He's suing them now, but that's just so they are destroying this man's complete career that, you know, he has devoted himself his whole life to teaching students because of that, because of that, because he, he, he looked at the student and thought the student was a male. I have read that so many times where I seriously, we, I had a high school reunion this past weekend that I did not attend. Okay, I'm a snob. Mm -hmm. I did not attend, but I saw photos. And in some of the photos, there were two individuals I could not tell. I didn't know who they were because I just don't remember. But I could not tell if they were male or female. There was right. no way that I would know. Absolutely. It, it was as androgynous as the person could mm -hmm. be, possibly be. And yet, they would be offended if I couldn't tell. Why They're would they be offended? I mean, I don't understand. That's their, they dress like that. How, I mean, how am I supposed to know? I I, know. And, and apparently, apparently you're not supposed to have a gender. I would have to be so focused on what not to say. I can, I can only imagine what that conversation would be like to just say, so have you watched any games lately? And then not be specific about football or basketball or figure skating, or do you have children of your own or maybe someone else's somehow in a family? How it, I mean, how do you, it is, it's just, it just blows my mind to think how this small percentage has made such a movement and made things change their way to such a great degree that it's happening in schools, it's happening at work. To think that you could be fired for calling someone a him if, if he is actually a she and there's no way to tell is so wrong and it blends in with that cancel culture. That seems to be a go-to. When in doubt, cancel them out. It's just an, an easy thing to do. And that, it, that makes me angry. And it's, I mean, we know what it is, but what I don't, yeah, what I'm trying to, um, what I'm upset about is that in doing this, 
in trying to force and coerce um, our culture into thinking that um, being transgender or non-binary is normal and healthy. That is not normal and healthy. And I, rem I, it isn't. And, and yet I don't, I don't see how that's going to help a person who is struggling and who is confused um, by their sex. I don't understand how this is going to, how this is supposed to make them feel better. Um, I understand that there is a high percentage of people who suffer from gender dysphoria. Um, there's a high percentage of them that attempt suicide. Okay. And I, and I, and uh, that breaks my heart. Um, but instead of saying, no, it's okay. It's normal. Why not, why not try to help them to be more comfortable in their own skin rather than try to make themselves something they will never be no and matter what, are we what you do. We're enabling. We're completely enabling as we're, a nation, as we're, a whole nation. Yes, exactly. We're enabling people to be unhealthy, um, mentally, spiritually, and physically. When you think of, I mean, let's just go off down the rabbit hole here. When you think of how, um, our culture is asking us to embrace obese people and say that they um, that they're healthy. They're not healthy. Obesity is is probably you know is is a huge factor in diabetes. People who die of diabetes, of heart disease, of so many so many horrible ailments that take their, it totally shortens your life. Somebody said to me, have you ever seen a heavy 90 year old? No. Have you, have I'm you having ever to think I'm having to think somebody who's in their nineties, have you ever noticed them to be? Obese? No, they're, they're usually shriveled and thin. Rail thin. Yeah. Rail yeah. thin. Exactly. And, and so, so we're like, no, uh, we're trying to remake everything. Um, and what is, what was right is now wrong and what was wrong is now right. And I'm not saying that, you know, our old ways, you know, back in the fifties and sixties that everything was wonderful. It, it, it absolutely was not wonderful. Okay. For everyone. The, the thing of it is, is that life just isn't, people just, want everything to be equal and fair and wonderful for everybody all the time. And it's not, it isn't. Biblically, is it says people will want everything to be permissible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. They want everything to be permissible. And you know, people don't want to hear about God's word. Mm -mm. No, uh, they really don't. And we're, that's what we're sorely lacking. And we're seeing, we're seeing where we're seeing man's depravity and what happens when we want what we want, when we want it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're just, there is still good in the world left, but mm -hmm. it's, um, it's getting a little thin, sadly. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. So there was a um, 
there was a, a new poll taken by the New Harvard Business Poll, and it said 59% of Americans who responded um, to this poll, um, they were saying that that the majority of Americans, the majority uh, are saying that they don't want their kids to be, um, what did they say? Come on, Jews. They, they, they don't want their children to be confused in school about their sex. They don't want the discussion, there to be any discussion whatsoever in the classroom about their sex. Um, they don't want them to use certain, you know, they don't special pronouns for them. So it is interesting that the poll said there, most parents are against um, this. So anyways, are against don't lose hope. gendered pronouns. <laughs> Don't lose, huh? don't, don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope. All right. So there you have it. Well, ladies, that's a wrap. One more step for womankind. 